Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, this morning we're going to talk about a real mystery. It's in regards to a document called the Voynich Manuscript, supposedly a 15th century document that has intrigued scholars for centuries, apparently. But what is it? Is it gibberish? Is it written in Latin? Was it produced by the ancient Aztecs? Why has it stumped academics for so long? That's the question. So to help us answer it, we're joined now by Dr. Claire Bowen, who's a professor and director of undergraduate studies for the Department of Linguistics at Yale University. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Smee. What is this manuscript, first of all? Well, it's in some ways, it's a manuscript like other manuscripts. It's uh, created on parchment probably from the early 15th century, as you mentioned. It, it's a book in, uh, in many ways, but the contents are extremely mysterious and they have both connections to things we know about, but those connections don't seem to go very far, if I can put it that way. So, for example, there are pictures of plants in about half the manuscript, but the plants don't look like plants elsewhere in other manuscripts or in the real world. There are letters in the writing system, and some of them look like letters of the Latin alphabet, but other letters look like nothing else we've seen in other manuscripts. And this makes it very difficult for us to use the sorts of methods we would normally use in investigating the past and investigating unknown languages um, to, to try and shed light on this manuscript. That means it's very easy to have lots of theories, very easy to find a little bit of evidence in favor of a particular theory. And that combined, I think, these days with the internet has led to a, um, I don't know, a, a spiraling uh, set of <laughs> theories uh, that range from pretty plausible to, I've got to say, pretty implausible. I don't think it's alien. <laughs> okay, but, you know, when you think about something that's been around for a, a long time now, is it surprising, I guess, that we haven't learned more about it? Yeah, well, so I guess we have learned a fair amount about the the manuscript, particularly over the last 50 to 60 years. Um, so, for instance, we do know it's early 15th century. We can, we can date the parchment to the early 1400s. That's consistent with the type of ink. It's consistent with the illustrations, the pictures of people in uh, on some of the pages of the manuscript. So I, I guess, while, while I said it's, it's very mysterious, and I think that's true, it's not true that we don't know anything firm about the uh, the manuscript. Um, it's the yeah no, it's it's really it's a tricky sort of uh, sort of thing, I'd say. Yeah, it sure sounds like it here. So it, how, like, what do we know about its origins and where it came from? Uh, we know very, very little for certain. The first concrete piece of evidence we have is when the manuscript turns up at the court of uh, Rudolf II in, uh, in Bohemia in the early 1600s. Um, so there are records from, uh, from that time. Um, actually, at a recent Voynich conference, we can push the, uh, the sale of the manuscript to the court of, uh, of Rudolf, so that provides us an additional earlier link. But there's 
still a big gap between the early 1400s and the early 16 uh, early 1600s. From the 1600s, it um, goes to um, uh, to a man called Kirche in the mid 1600s, and then from there it disappears again until it turns up in Wilfred Voynich's collection in the early 1900s. Um, Voynich was a book collector and a bookseller, um, and uh, from there we we can trace the the provenance of the uh, of the manuscripts throughout the 20th century um, until it ended up in Yale's Beinecke Library in 1969. Okay, so we know it's old, we know it's historic, we know it's been around for hundreds of years, but do we know what its significance is? We um, so. I think this depends quite a bit on how we take the illustrations of the manuscript. Um, I mentioned the plant illustrations before. That's one part of the manuscript. There are five or so different parts of the the manuscript. One is plants. There's another set that has jars, recipes, collections. It's often called because it looks like roots and maybe recipes for potions or something like that. Um, There's the very intriguing balneological section, uh, which is pictures of women in water, in green water. There are star charts and astrological uh, diagrams, zodiac diagrams. And so if we take the illustrations, which we can read and interpret at least to some extent at face value, then this is some sort of scientific manuscript, most, uh, most likely. Um, where things get tricky is whether we do, in fact, take those illustrations at face value and whether we say that these illustrations match the text and then we just can't read the text or whether the illustrations are a diversion or a um, or something that's just there to make a work of art or a um, or uh, something that looks like a book with hidden meaning but, in fact, isn't. Um, and so I, I'd say that is where a lot of the the issues around gibberish or hoax or constructed language versus enciphered language or otherwise unknown language really come to uh, come to uh, to a come to a head. Right. Um, I can tell you my own opinions about this. Um, so I think it's extremely unlikely that anyone, and in fact any five people, because we know there were five different people involved in the. Uh, in the composition of the manuscript, or in the in the copying, in the writing of the manuscript, um, since there were there was more than one person, this is an extremely um, expensive document of the time. It would have taken a lot of resources to uh, to produce, both in terms of time and money. I think it's pretty unlikely that it was a simple hoax or a joke or or something along those uh, those lines. I think there's also things we can tell about the script that make it likely that it's a code rather than a, a hoax or gibberish. But these are all these are all speculations at this point. Right, but it makes your job interesting, doesn't it? It does indeed. Yeah, this is uh, partly my day job, partly also a, uh, a side project. Most of my work is on language change with human languages, um, endangered languages in, uh, in particular. So this is a, an interesting puzzle, but it's one of, one of a number of things I work on. Well, it certainly makes uh, mysteries or what kind of you know, keep us engaged, too, in history. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me.